Oh, we had an amazing weekend. It was so good. Uh, and thanks for putting that video together. But as we're coming to the end of this series, I just want to um, thank everybody who was involved uh, with Wild Strong and Free. But just to let you know, that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, you wouldn't have caught me at a women's event, let alone organising one. I know many women who feel like this. And as part of that, I, I really feel that God took me on a journey and he spoke to me. He spoke and when God speaks, he changes your destiny. There were many people, lives touched and healed, delivered, comforted, uh, built up as a result of last weekend that wouldn't have been if I hadn't have dealt with my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still dealing with my stuff, believe me. <laughs> but if I hadn't have, there's no way I would have done a, a woman's weekend. And I'm just so grateful. Uh, it's so wonderful to hear some of the stories that are coming back from things that have happened as a result of that. So we spoke about God, how he is interested in the generations. It's not just five minutes of our life. He's in it for the long game. He speaks for the generations. He's, he's concerned about the fathers, the mothers, the grandparents, and the, the, the grandchildren. Yes, and I have to get a little plug in there because I've got my grandson here with us this weekend, which is so good. You know, and I was just thinking in worship, you know, oh my goodness, he just like... <gasps> melted my heart this morning when he finally recognized me and, said, and reached out for me. <sighs> I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> but you know what? I was just thinking when we were worshiping, how much God just loves it when we, when we recognize him, we understand who he is, and we reach out and we say, Daddy, Papa. Papa, and how my human heart, it undid me, how much that must be for God too. Is he, is he, whoa. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> God thinks generationally he is about the, he's not about the quick fixes. Although sometimes we do see the suddenlies, but suddenlies usually come in a context of a long game. Sometimes those suddenlies come after 10 years of prayer and then all of a sudden, something happens. Something changes. God is amazing. And if you don't get anything else out of today, I just want you to be falling more and more in love with Jesus because he is amazing. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be complete in him. Is that good? Today, we're wrapping up the... Living Free series. As, as you've heard, we've put heaps of resources into this. And uh, it's incredible. Joss, I, I want to honour you too because you've spearheaded this. And um, with an incredibly devoted team, you know, Hayley, you're, you're right. I mean, it's just been a huge investment of time and effort. Uh, and... I tell you, I just can't encourage you enough. It's not too late to pick up on this series. It's actually quite life-changing. In my uh, woman's life group on Thursday morning, several people said, this has just been, this has shifted something in me. 
this has been life-changing for me. I'm not the same as when I came in eight weeks ago. How good is that? You know, from time to time you hear people, and we've, we've heard one or two rumours where people say, oh, I'm not doing Living Free, it's another blooming emotional series, I don't want to do that. What's that going to do with my faith? What's that going to do with my, my I'm, I'm not even using my notes, sorry. Um, I'm not even doing, you know, it, and yet, you know, God is calling us up to be big people. He's calling us to grow up. He's calling us to full maturity in every dimension of our lives, you know. He's, he's wanting us to be emotionally and spiritually and mentally, uh, physically mature, you know. And it all impacts one another. You know, if you think that you can be spiritually mature when you've still got stuff, you're fooling yourself because you're going to always trip up on the same things. The same things will always tip you off. And then it's, it's, it's not a spiritual issue. It's a, a mental and emotional health issue. And so that's why I'm, you probably figured this out. I'm probably fairly passionate about this area. Just because I've had to go through so much of the journey myself. As part of the dream behind Te Puna Manua, 198 Antigua Street. Because I believe that God wants us to be whole in every aspect of our being. You know, we have unit one at the moment, but I want to see eventually that whole three units of that building taken over with different aspects of health. It's in jeopardy right now. I just want to say that. But we want to see amazingness. I mean, we've had people coming along to the healing rooms and people have been touched their lives have been changed. It's fantastic. Same with Sozo that operates there. We've got a couple of physios who are working out of there and uh, counsellors, nutritionists we've had. And uh, we're actually looking for some more people to take on some of those spaces. Uh, so if you're interested in uh, leasing one of those rooms, we'd love to talk to you. But the whole dream is for our wellness. See, a few years ago, um, I I met a met a guy, and and uh, he was he was a therapist actually, and uh, he had a heart attack, and this prayer went out: "Can we please pray for this therapist?" And something in me said, "Yeah, of course I'll pray, but can somebody please tell him to stop eating four pies for lunch every day?" I know that's not politically correct to say, but come on, guys. You know, it's cause and effect, right? And I can be as spiritual and pray and pray and pray, but if he's still going to eat four jolly pies a day for lunch every day, then he's, of course he's going to, the consequences are going to be a heart attack. Anyway. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> Over the last eight weeks, we've, set, we've looked at eight different topics about God growing us. I don't even know where I am. My desire, <laughs> my desire is to continue to position myself for growth. Oh, I, you know, sorry, people, but it kind of really gets up my nose when people say, oh, I'm not coming to this series because I don't think it's relevant. 
Sorry, I'm not allowed to tell you off. I want to encourage you. Encourage you. Encourage you. Deal with your stuff. You can be the most spiritual person, but you're an absolute... I'm not allowed to say that word. Challenge. Let's be nice. You know, nothing in life is to be feared, it's only to be understood. You know, face your stuff. God wants you free. He wants you free. You don't have to drag all that baggage around with you for the rest of your life. You really don't. It's exhausting. In this series, we've looked at what it looks like to be emotionally healthy and how that impacts our spirituality. We started week one, looking at the integration of spiritual maturing and emotional health. Two, looking at our identity. Who are we? Three, going back in order to go forward. Recognizing our baggage and making the decision to do the hard work of discipleship. Not choosing to continue sweeping things under the carpet, but to choose to allow God to bring into the light what has been in the dark. Four, journeying through the wall, becoming unstuck, learning what to let go of in our lives that might compromise our intimacy with God. Then we looked at grief. That was a big topic for me, I have to say. Uh, Then six, God's pace. Sabbath, daily disciplines, moving in the unforced rhythms of grace. Wow, that was so amazing. And you know what? Um, There was some ha-ha-ha. Gideon's talking on that topic. I was one of them. I was one of those mockers. Uh, Until I actually thought about it, and then I realized, no, actually Gideon has been very deliberate and intentional as long as I've known him, as long as we've been married, about setting that time aside with God. He has communion every morning. He sits in his spa and he processes stuff. And I just want to say, you know, God works in all of us in different ways. So we've got to be careful not to judge each other because it doesn't look the way we think it should look. Um, So the unforced rhythms of grace are a really important one. Seven, growing up in an emotionally, into an emotionally healthy adult. Izzy spoke beautifully on this topic last week. Uh, she, She was so humble, you know, she came with the heart to serve and she jumped right into the series. Um, which was really remarkable because not every visiting speaker will do that. She'd done all the research, she'd looked at the notes and, yeah, um, and she shared some of her journey on that. And I know some of that journey that she's been on and we've actually had quite a similar journey in in many respects and um, it's just fantastic to see where she's she's at too. Um, We looked at the five different stages of emotional and spiritual health from infanthood to adulthood. And today we're, we're going into the next step, which is developing ways of walking in health for life. And the, the topic this morning is it's a lifestyle, not a diet. 
This session is not about the things you can do. It's about living in the freedom of what he has already done for us. God, yeah, I, I can't take all the credit for some of these words because some of this is Joss's writing, okay? So from time to time, there's a nice line that Joss has written. God has made us up as spirit, soul, and body, so all these aspects are important. In 1 Thessalonians, from the message it says, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. Put you together, spirit, soul, and body. So God says all three are important. All three need attention. All three need to be looked at and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable, completely. It is said he'll do it. And we remember, of course, that the Bible is is primarily a book of identity, not behavior. It's important to remember that. So as we look, it's a lifestyle, not a diet. Uh, For me, the year 2000 concluded 14 years of real struggle with my physical health. To get some answers about uh, it, I had been... um, In a YWAM outreach, went to India, got really sick, nearly died there, spent three weeks in the hospital. It was not fun. And from that time on, I really had some pretty big health challenges. Um, It was not a happy time as I was in my 30s and should have been the prime of my life. I had two, at this point, two little kids going on to three little kids, Uh, and instead of being able to run around, I was exhausted all the time. I would eat something and I would break out in uh, hives all over my body and be scratching and itchy. I couldn't sleep, but then I needed to sleep, and then I'd sleep for three hours in the afternoon and then I'd still be tired, had zero energy. My eyes were bright yellow because my liver was affected, um, massive digestive issues. It wasn't fun. I decided that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. (laughs) So I decided I was going to do a 21-day fast, juice fast, only fruit and vegetable that I juiced myself. I bought a juicer, and for 21 days I thought, okay, I'm going to do a juice fast because I really need to see God intervene in this. I really need to see a change. So I challenged Gideon, hey, Gideon, do you want to do the 21-day fast along with me? And he said, sure, I'm going to give up ice cream. (laughs) It was so hard for him. And I said, nah, sorry. (laughs) I think we need to look at something else. You know, maybe something that you're addicted to, like, you know, can I rat you out? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I've got his permission. You saw that. Um, He would have finished two litres of coffee by 10 a.m. in the morning. Each cup had three spoons of sugar in it. Plus Coca-Cola. 
It was like sleeping with a windmill. <laughs> he would just go round and round and round and round, and it was just like, would you, for goodness sake, stop. Um, so day one of, of no coffee and caffeine, I think I've got the flu. We had grey, we had sweats, we had shakes, we had vomiting, we had headaches. He definitely looked like a junkie detoxing. (laughs) Had 10 days of that, and then for the rest of the 21 days, well, it wasn't fun. (laughs) It wasn't pretty. Um... So actually, you know, I, I was thinking about this when I was preparing this and thinking. At the end of that 21 days, I went back to my uh, gastro specialist that I got. And I ended up being assigned with one who was not only a Christian, but had lived in India for five years. How good is that? Was that a coincidence? Du, 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 du. No. Um, but anyway, at the end of that, um, he said, oh, how did you? I says, because he was a Christian, I confided in him that I'd done the 21-day fast. And he says, oh, cool. Um, how did you feel? I said, I felt amazing, better than I've felt for years. Well, most people who've done a 21-day fast look tired and lethargic and like, uh, I'm dying, give me food. I was the opposite. So because of that, he decided to look for celiac. He also found a parasite in my body, which, you know, um, had been there for 14 years, but nobody had found yet. Um, so that was, I ended up, you know, like taking these horse size pills, uh, eight times a day, which was not fun either. Um, but we, we, we found out in that time that I had celiac. Um, so God actually answered my prayer in a different way. He not only gave me the answer, he gave me a diagnosis, but he set me free from Gideon's caffeine habit. Sorry. Who's ever been on a diet? What? I need three of you. Are you kidding me? Are you women just like, you know, just not telling the truth? Or, or is what? What is that? Okay, I've been on, I've probably got every diet book that's ever been published, to be honest. Um, you know, and diets are like for a fixed term, right? But with celiac, it's not just a diet, it's actually a lifestyle change. Because everything had to change. I had to go through my whole house with my cupboards. and with a, um, So celiac means I can't eat anything that's got wheat, gluten, wheat, oats, barley or rye in it. Nothing with gluten. And gluten hides in all sorts of places that you wouldn't expect it. Um, I, at this point, it, it really it really affected me in more more ways than one, just the, the physical diet. Because, you know, like I'd go along to family and friend events and in spite of people really thinking that they'd done really great with the provision, usually it meant rice crackers, veggie sticks and fruit. And it was often a stark contrast to the lavish desserts that decked our Christmas table and other special occasions that everyone else could enjoy. It became a minefield for me when eating out. 
Many people tried to hand hard to cater for me when I would visit, but without understanding the diet, it wasn't always successful, and I'd end up (laughs) going home hungry. I would get irritated because people didn't understand the restrictions of the lifestyle that was now forced upon me, and it became really isolating. I didn't want to go to people's houses anymore because it was just like a pain. And I know some of you from time to time ask about that, and that's one of the reasons I don't actually like going to people's houses for meals. (laughs) So sorry about that, if that offends you. It's just purely a dietary thing. I was able to adapt, though, to this because I was fully persuaded it was good for me. It would make a change in how I lived and be better for my health. And the improvements to how I felt absolutely motivated me to keep going. So my yes to this change became stronger than my no to gluten. So I had to take responsibility and I had to give a bigger yes for what it was going to mean. I said, yes, I wanted to be pain-free. Yes, I wanted to be in better health. Yes, I didn't want to have gut issues. Yes, I wanted to live long. Yes, I wanted to be clear-minded. No, I'm not sure if that one's worked. My body transformed as I aligned with the truth of what was good for it and, and eliminated what was not good for it. So, And it's the same for us in our spiritual and emotional lives, right? And all the different dimensions of our life. So my life was literally transformed as I lined up with what was good. The Harmony Mission Statement is transforming the world with the good news of Jesus. Right? Have we got that? Shall we say it together? Transforming the world with the good news of Jesus. But what does that look like and how do we do that? It's a big statement, isn't it? Transforming the world? Oh, man, I can't get my own stuff together. And that's the point. It starts with us. We can't transform the world without first partnering with what God is wanting to do in us. When we look at a plan for developing a spiritual life, we look to the examples Scripture gives us. And uh, if we look at the Acts 2 church, one, they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles. Two, they devoted themselves to fellowship. Three, they devoted themselves to fellowship. Three, they devoted themselves to breaking of bread. Four, they devoted themselves to prayers. Now these points are there as an example guide or rule for our lives too. You could perhaps say a scaffold for our growth. And the root word for rule in the Greek is the word for trellis. So you could say some structure for us to grow up on and be supported by. So don't hear the word rule and check out. Some things are good for us, right? Like like the rule to put on our seatbelts when we're driving. It's good for us, right? Yeah, it's a good rule. Um, A good rule can set us free to be our true and best selves. It's a working document, a kind of spiritual budget, not carved in stone, but subject to regular review and revision. It should support us, but never constrict us. So in the message, Romans 12, 1, we've got, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, 
eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Flip. I just loved this. I love when I'm preparing and I love going through all the, the references and looking at what it says in all the different translations. And I just, oh, that one was just like, what? God has a vision for our lives. He has us in process and the process is in promise. And if we look at what that promises is that he will thoroughly complete his work in you. God wants this for us. He promises he will complete his work. He also shows us some other trellis work he has given us. In Ephesians, it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head That is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Wow. Flip. So my question this morning, how do you align with this? Are you devoting yourselves to teaching? Devoting yourselves to fellowship? Devoting yourselves to breaking of the bread? Devoting yourselves to prayer? Thank you for your testimony, Haley. That was brilliant. Um, I'm really honest. I, I really appreciate that. What does it mean for you to position yourself as a student? What Is there an area of your life yet unyielded to what God wants you to do? What lifestyle is God speaking to you about today? I'm um, I'm, I'm just going to quickly go there. I'm turning 60 in December. Man, that is such a big number. (sighs) 
Rose, you're getting there before me, so just not laugh so quiet, quickly. <laughs> but I was looking up and thinking, man, I don't want to be one of these people that get so stuck in my ways that I can't yield, that I can't be flexible. I want to have mental flexibility. I want to go with the times in, in, in the good ways. <laughs> not with that evil culture, no. <laughs> but with the good stuff, right? I want to continue learning. Um, I want to be active and be spontaneous. I like this quote. If at first you don't succeed, then skydiving definitely isn't for you. (laughs) I want to spend more time with kids, little kids. You know, because then I'm reminded of the wonder and how amazingly and preciously we were put together and how how it's just so beautiful and the awe of God in that. I want to smile and laugh more. Last couple of years. <laughs> Thank you, Gideon. <laughs> Even the cheap seats. Um, there, there is, um, you know, the last couple of years, sometimes it's felt like there hasn't been that much to, to laugh about, but there is. I want to enjoy nature more. I want to continue to be growing. I want to finish with this verse from Ephesians. I pray that out of the glorious, glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how high, how wide, how long, how deep is the love of Christ And know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask, imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You're becoming is key to your overcoming. Don't give up. Give in to your true identity, which is Christ. And I speak to this day and I call you blessed. I declare I serve a mighty God who today will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that I can ask or think. I say you are a good God. And I eagerly anticipate your goodness today. God will bring you into the land, the destiny that he has promised. I know that he has begun a good work in us and he will be faithful to complete it. Let's stand as we pray. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing love for us. And may we continue to grow into the fullness, into the completeness of who you are. Lord, may we never be held back by fear or reluctance to move forward. But Lord, that we would be brave, be courageous and step out in the things that you're speaking to us about. 
Lord, that we might be fully mature, fully whole in You. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.